What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. And welcome to the 85th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good bearded friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? I am freaking out right now because I still hear the intro playing, and I can't figure out why. (laughs) Well, luckily for you, none of us out here in the podcast and uh, internet land can hear it so it'll just it'll be like it'll be like if it's a small world was playing the entire episode for you you're gonna just gonna ask me in the middle of this next week to make a new intro because you never want to hear it again <laughs> maybe i have no idea what's going on with my technology this is super weird well it wouldn't be a shattered order podcast without wink's sound being crazy that's true no idea what's going on. Hey, uh, I ha- I got some awesome news. Oh, I figured it I- out. Holy smokes. And what was it? We're good. I was listening to the live stream. Bad idea. Oh, God. You noob. <laughs> noob move. I know, wow. I know, I know. Okay, well, now that we're past that, I just wanted to mention something I forgot to talk about a couple weeks ago. Okay. You can all stop making fun of Matthew Stafford. You know why? Why? Because somehow Jimmy Garoppolo is the highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah. Garoppolo. I think I'd rather have him as a quarterback, though. Garoppolo or Stafford? Yeah, Garoppolo, (laughs) I think. Yeah. Let's talk sample size. That guy's done nothing. He does not deserve that money yet. The eyeball test says otherwise. Dude is going to be very good. You're a Packers fan. You gave that same eyeball test to Matt Flynn, and look where it got you. I gave that same eyeball test to Aaron Rodgers when he came in for Brett Favre also, so just saying. (laughs) So you're 50-50. So, I mean, in baseball, you're pretty good (laughs) off, but uh, everywhere else, not so great. Yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. (laughs) All right, well, anyways, we're going to start the podcast off the right way because we have been severely lacking in this area on our show and i feel like uh people might have stopped tuning in because of it so i think it's really important that i ask you right now instead of later what it is that you're drinking that's an excellent question sir i am drinking a 16 mile brown ale 
that came in our January uh, Craft Beer Club. Craft Beer Club, you can find it in the show notes or on our Discord if you want to join us in that. But this is a really, really good beer, and I am drinking it out of a lovely Green Bay Packers slash Yoda koozie that is you don't just have to show that. amazing. You yeah, can just keep that to out. yourself. This stuff is freaking it's delicious. Fantastic. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it is okay. an extremely good beer. I am quite impressed. You know, it's funny that every single beer I've had out of that case so far has been awesome. Yes, I'm very impressed. And I cannot wait for the February one to get here here in the next week or so. Right? Yeah, the only one I'm not looking forward to is the IPA because I hate IPAs. So uh, I'm indifferent now, on every, that. Kind of depends. Now, no one's going to want to hear anything I have to say about beer after saying that. But IPA is just way too hoppy for me. It does yeah, not I, make me happy. <laughs> I'm generally in the same boat, but beer in general makes me happy, so I don't care. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, anyways, let's talk about where people can find us so that uh, they can uh, get get at us after this podcast ends, wondering what the hell we're talking about. So first we got Twitter, at Shattered Order. If you don't follow us there, go check it out. We'd love to uh we'd love to get more involved on our Twitter and talking to people. But right now we just kind of tweet out little things and news that we've seen in the game, like a little something that we're gonna talk about with this update here uh coming up. But you'll see what I'm talking about once we get there. Mm-hmm. But that's Twitter at Shattered Order. Our Discord, you can go to discord.me slash shattered order to join the Discord. And I wanna say something about that. I've had people say that that doesn't work for them. Um, the link still works according to discord, but people still say they have a problem getting in through that. So if you are having a problem getting into our discord through discord.me slash shattered order, send us an email, which was the next thing I was going to say. Anyway, the shattered order at gmail.com, send us an email there. Let us know if it's not working for you. I can email you a, a special link, your own special link. If you, if I need to that way. Um, but yeah, you can send us feedback and um, listener intros and everything else there at our email. We always read that every day. So anything through there would be great. Another yep. weekly reminder, if you are a Twitch sub, that expires every 30 days and you have to resub. So if you want to continue to be part of our monthly $30 gift card giveaway, make sure that you are updating your sub every month and you will still be eligible yes. for the monthly gift card from us to you. So there's yep. that. Get that done um, soon because our first episode, right at the beginning of March, we're pulling the list of people on there. So make sure that, you know, if you do it right now, you'll definitely be covered for the beginning of March. So make sure you get that done. Yep, exactly. And last but not least, certainly very big in our hearts, is our brand new sponsorship from Blue Designs, Blue Microphones. We. Really enjoy their products, like like these sweet headphones I got on this microphone that you're seeing right here. I on can't the live get over stream. the headphones. I absolutely great, man. love the microphone, but the headphones are just life changing. Well, well, the the separate button for the amp and the uh, noise yeah. cancellation, so you can use either one. Pretty awesome. Yes. I love it. These, yep. these headphones are sick. Yeah. 
they have a built-in amp if you didn't already know uh that you can turn on and off and it is they are just fantastic we're using the satellites so if you want to go pick up a pair go to bluedesigns.com use promo code SOPOD and get 20% off a lot of awesome gear over there which is a really good deal considering how high quality these products are yes. to get that big of a percentage off. Pretty awesome. So yep. thanks again to Blue for hooking us up and uh, sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate you. And uh, our winner last week chose some headphones for their giveaway. And so hopefully they'll be getting those soon. And uh, we'll be looking to give away some more stuff again soon. So watch for that on our podcast or on our Discord or on Twitter. And we'll let you know when that's happening again. Yep, for sure. So, I gotta ask you, my friend, to play the sounder. Hey guys, what did you do in Sloga this week? What a crazy week! I mean, (laughs) like, so, last week, we knew there wasn't going to be any change because, as everybody discussed... The Palpatine Vader reworks terrible, don't bother, not worth spending a Zeta. So clearly there would be no change in the meta, right? Dude, it's the same every time. People say it's garbage. It's the and same they actually every time. find a team that works and around the carousel we go. In my defense, I was a fan of the update, just to clarify. And I did end up Zeta Palpatine. Uh, I think I was really excited about that leader ability. Anything that gives turn meter, especially with the number of debuffs that that team does. And then talking about Vader with the speed that he gets, huge fan. I was really excited about it, and I am still extremely excited about it. So, uh, first, I'll talk about the meta report real quick. Emperor Palpatine has jumped up to 14%. If you look at, it's actually people finish one or even in the top 10. Uh, of leader abilities. 14%. That is a pretty high percentage. Um, You know, for just one week when people are still trying to theorycraft. So clearly the team can work quite well. There is definitely a number of them in my arena. So before, with Ray Jedi training whenever I was using her in arena, uh, it kind of got to the point where I was dropping to mid-20s, sometimes 30s, kind of varied. I mean... There was a lot of fluctuation. Um, I switched to Palpatine and kind of started working on the team. I dropped to the 30s. And then I started moving more mods from my uh, Raid Jedi training team as I was kind of figuring it out. And what I ended up eventually settling on was Emperor Palpatine lead with Darth Vader, Shore Trooper, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and Darth Nihilus. And the only two Zetas I have is Nihilus' is Unique, which I had from, what, a about a year Ages. ago, probably, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. then uh, Emperor Palpatine's leader ability. I don't even have a Zeta on Vader. Not leader, not anything on him. But this team is a lot of fun. It works really well. I've done a few different incarnations of it, using General Kenobi or using TIE Fighter Pilot. Uh, use Tarkin. Tarkin helps create a really good opening, which I'll get to in a second. But he's just not optimal in this team. It works a lot better with, uh, you know, the team I just mentioned that I'm currently using. So um, I'm going to get into that here in one second. However, first, I, I'm, I think I'm going to start, I'm trying to start a thing. Uh, 
Hashtag no more boom boxes. Um, Dude, that was missing today from the dude. update. Lowered boom yeah. box drop rate. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, actually, seeing people in our Discord talking about how they're jealous of my boom box, and if I could give it to you, I really would because I hate them. Uh, two raids in a row, I have got fully crafted boom boxes. I have finished sixth <laughs> and eighth and got a fully crafted boom box. Lucky you. Lucky me. Just I here in a week or two, if I'm wearing a shirt that says hashtag no more boomboxes, don't be surprised it might happen. Alright, so the Empire team. The Empire is back. Uh so yeah, like I said, I'm using that team. Not using double tank. Um I am using the uh you know, the team with just Shore Trooper, which works really well because of that opening taunt. Um, uh, let's see. There's one really big thing that I figured out with this team. Vader is important. So if you look at the amount of speed he gains, I actually created a spreadsheet for this. And I am going to get that posted some point this weekend so that other people have access to it. Uh, however... With all the speed that Vader gets, if you have equal mods, there's no way he can go before BB-8. I was running a bunch of math on it, and I mean, pretty much no matter what, against a Ray Jedi training team, he was going to be slower than BB-8, which isn't too unexpected. However, mm-hmm. you can still make him extremely fast. He can go just a smidgen after BB-8, which is pretty good. He can be fast enough that if there's a big gap in the turn meter between BB-8 and Ray Jedi training, Vader could actually sneak in there and then try and give turn meter to your team. So the idea with this team is that when Vader does his AoE, because he's by far going to be the fastest character on your team if you set him up the way that I've set my team up, he's going to go first and he inflicts... uh, three damage over times and slow down on his AoE. And, you know, that technically generally will be four buffs or sorry, can, four debuffs. Can de-buffs. I stop you for a second? Okay. Who inflicts slow up? That's they slow up, I meant slow down. You said slow down, but isn't it just slow? Well there's speed, is it speed down. Speed up. Speed, speed down, down. Not slow what down. What did I say? Slow down. Okay. Inflict you said slow down. Speed's I'm like Float, I don't know, whatever. All right, sorry. (laughs) got distracted. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, yeah, whenever he inflicts speed down, um, along with the three (laughs) damage overtimes, with Emperor Palpatine's leader ability, or, sorry, Darth Vader will immediately gain 100% turn mirror because of the debuffs he inflicted. So he gets two turns right off the bat. Whenever he does Culling Blade, he will expire some of the debuffs on the character. So there's a chance that he can expire up to four debuffs, which would be plus 20% turn meter for all Empire, all Sith. Now, why that's important is because something that I kind of wanted to talk about and go over the numbers on. If you take Darth Vader's speed, and you'll have to calculate it, figure up his unique, uh, the number of Sith, Empire, all that on his team, Divide that by 0.8, you will get your threshold. 
Your speed threshold is the speed at which when everyone else gains that turn meter, like the speed that they will be going at to go in the same turn as Darth Vader, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing? Does that not make sense? I, makes total sense. Go ahead. All right. So the idea with what I've done with my team is you can make Vader insanely fast. Sure. Like if you have one really good speed set and then everybody else is slower, they gain 20% turn meter. That's great because you're trying to outspeed the other Vader. However, I have a better solution than that. What you actually want to do with Darth Vader is maybe not have him be the fastest as possible, but you want to be able to get, preferably, in my opinion, Darth Nihilus. You want Darth Nihilus's speed to be over that threshold speed of Darth Vader. So, let's, let's just do some math while we're sitting here. So, let's say you have a Darth Vader who, with all the buffs and, or his unique and all that stuff, he gets to 280 speed, which is pretty reasonable and able to be done. Let's 280 do, is always reasonable. Well, you, because of the unique, it helps. I know, I know. I'm saying it's always a good you, number to have. Yeah. So, if you do 280 divided by 0.8, you'll get a... Thr- or, sorry. Um, uh, actually, I'm not doing that right. I lied to you. Give me one second. I got all the time in the world, my friend. Do you? Yeah. So, yes, you multiply by 0.8. You don't divide by 0.8. I'm an idiot. Works the other way around. So if you take your 280 and multiply it by the 0.8, you'll get 224. And that would be your threshold number. So So if you have somebody that is 224, they would end up with 100% turn meter, which you want Darth Nihilus to end up with 100% turn meter after Darth Vader does his calling blade. Because if your Darth Nihilus is slower and your Darth Vader's faster... You'll end up with a gap in turn meter there. And that gap in that turn meter would give room for a, a slower Darth Vader to actually allow their Darth Nihilus to go first. And when you have all those debuffs on everyone, you know, Darth Nihilus increases the cooldown of everyone. And that can be a huge difference, you know, especially in that opening turn of inflicting uh, stun with Emperor Palpatine or doing anything else that you need to do. Uh, so Thrawn speed, not quite important. Emperor Palpatine speed isn't quite as important, but I think Darth Nihilus, or if you're going the Tarkin route, and this was talking about their second go with the opening, he has that ability where he inflicts the debuffs. So he'd get a hundred percent turn meter and then he can AOE and remove 50% turn meter, which is great. It's just, the problem is after that, he kind of dies off and becomes a lot less useful. And that's why I like Darth Nihilus being in that spot, because he increases the cooldown, which is almost like 100% turn meter removal, and you can't cleanse that anyway. So if you do that, uh, increase cooldowns of everyone, you're in a really good spot. But like I said, you want to make sure that there is, if possible, no gap between Vader's speed and Darth Nihilus' speed. That way, Darth Nihilus is actually as fast as he can possibly be. If that makes sense. 
hope it makes sense. I don't know. I'm gonna have to really go back and listen again. Yeah. for it to make sense to me. May have to re- rewind it. But to sum up, here's the great part: is it's recorded, so it is if recorded. People need to know about it, then they can listen to it and figure it out themselves. Yep. And like I said, just take Vader speed, multiply it by 0.8, and then uh, that's assuming he's clearing four debuffs. If he's only clearing three debuffs, you'd multiply it by 0.85, etc. Get that threshold speed, and then try to get your Darth Nihilus above that threshold speed or at that threshold speed. And if you can't, maybe slow your Vader down, take one of those mods, give it to Nihilus so that he is above that. And I think that can make a really big advantage on, um, you know, especially when you're on defense. That's where you're going to see the biggest difference. So since I've kind of tuned my team the way that I have, um, I fell to 15 yesterday and fell to 16 today. So I am extremely happy. It has made arena life so much easier. It is an awesome team. I'm a huge fan. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Anytime you can stick around there, I know that you love that. So, yep. is this your new favorite team, or is it still the Dream Team? Oh, the Dream Team will never be topped. There's no <laughs> doubt about dream that. Dream Teams will never be. However, in this your team heart. is pretty fantastic. I do like it. That's good. That's good. Anything else this week from you? Um, No, that pretty much covers it. Well, mine is far less in-depth and probably something that I doubt anyone else did this week, so that's fun. But uh, my main focus this week was uh, gearing up Gamorrean Guard and uh, modding him. Although I don't think I have him modded the way I want to yet. But I got my Gamorrean Guard to gear 11, and I am loving him in Dark Side Territory Battles. Because if I put him in with uh, Darth Vader and Wampa... It is wonderful. All those extra dots. At gear 11, he's got uh, almost 80k effective health power. So he can take a lot when uh, when he taunts. So when he's not stunned, which is the most annoying thing that can happen to him in, uh, in there, when he's, he's doing the... When he's taunting with retribution and adding two dots every time he uh, counters, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Nice. So I'm gonna have to. So I'm gonna have to. Now that I got him to gear eleven, I haven't had a raid yet or a tank raid. We have one tomorrow, so I'll probably play yep. with him in there a little bit tomorrow nice. and see what's up. But yep, always, uh, always with the random characters. So now that. Uh, now that Wampa's caught on, I, I'm going to make Gamorrean Guard a thing. <laughs> I have a feeling that one will never catch on, but you know what? I'm happy to see my pig with the full circle around him. So that's pretty much what I did this week. Just worked on him, did guild leader stuff, and generally stayed busy with work and everything else. So that was my main thing. I did see a team I want to try, but the problem is I don't have Mother Talzin, so it makes it kind of hard. But that's the that Rex lead uh, arena team Dude. with Wampa, Talzin, Kenobi, and Old Ben, I think. Yeah. I think it was Mostef Isley that posted that in our chat. That you can he, tell us. He's in, uh, he's in Twitch chat. So Yeah, he uh, but, said he dropped to fourth the other day in arena. Ooh, that must have been rough. 
<laughs> yeah, that is. That's pretty awesome. I do have all those awesome. characters ready to go, except for Talzin. So you know. Well, what's great about that, though, from my understanding of it, is you could just gear up and leave her whatever star level she is. It don't matter too much because you're kind of protecting her anyway. Just, mm-hmm. you know, throw some protection mods on her so she has some survivability. That way, you know, a Han can't just knock her out or whatever. But that is a pretty awesome team. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to want to try that one. I'll just have to see what I can do with Talzin. Or if I want to just start spending on shipments on her now before she becomes free to play. But we shall see. <laughs> um. Uh, I like this comment from Gorstag, who, by the way, uh, joined us on Patreon. We appreciate that. appreciate you. Um, I I absolutely love his idea. (laughs) Every time you say Wampa, people have to take a drink. If if this is going to happen for me, I'm going to have to get more than three beers on my desk This is going to have to be a multi... You know, a multi-night <laughs> podcast because apparently we say Wampa way too much for some people. But <laughs> well, yeah, about about that. No, uh, no one needs to hear about him. He's a crappy character. I understand. I'm sorry, guys. That's true. That's true. Um. Yeah. So I want to talk about first. Well, I got something to talk about, but uh, I'm going to do the silent thing again. Okay. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. I'm right. learning, I'm learning. I'm going to get there to where I just go <laughs> silent and you know what's happening. Uh, it'll so, happen Oh, eventually. hold on, everybody look. We'll get there. Hey. Okay, anyways. What was that? <laughs> My wife walked in the front door. Oh. She decided to make her another. She wanted some more podcast time. Nice. All right. So, uh, um, update: Shadows of Malachor marquee event. Yeah, there was some controversy regarding this. Wasn't there? There was. Um, too much or not enough shards? That's what I wrote here. So that is the question. Uh, I think we got too many shards. I could totally be wrong. But, uh, like we figured out with the Holdo and Rose thing, they gave us three star with 15 shards is what it was supposed to be. It ended up being just three star. Sent the other shards out later. Uh, it seems like the name characters, the main characters, those type of things, they want to be three stars, 15 out of 30. And then, mm-hmm. for example, First Order Executioner, two star, uh, was it? 15 out of 20 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite three star. That was how we got First Order Executioner. That's how I would have thought that we would have got the Sith Marauder. However, we got him right, right. at three stars. So I kind of think that they gave us five shards too many, which, sure, I'm okay with. What do you think? I'm kind of... I don't even know, man. This is confusing. Because I would think if they were going to leave named characters five shards away from being the next star, they would do the same for unnamed characters. So, um, I don't know. 
It's uh, I don't know what they did. Whether they made it so that unnamed characters were two stars or came at three stars and named characters were five away from becoming that next star. I don't know, but it sure feels like they gave us an extra five, whether on purpose or not. Yeah. Fine with it either way. Yeah, exactly. So I'm well, good with it. I'll take I'm, them. I'm not fine with it if they shorted us shards, but I'm fine if they gave us too many. But that wasn't the only yeah. controversy regarding the Shadows of Malachor marquee event. Uh, the other thing were the mods. So when you looked at the rewards, it looked like there were three mods. There was the square, diamond, and circle. And looked like you're going to get three mods. And then you go complete the event. No. Nope. Just one. Yeah. Just one. But the best part is, here's the part. That, I wrote free mods here in the notes. But the the only reason I wrote that is because you literally didn't have to finish the the last part of the event to get those free mods. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Because by the time that they had sent those in the inbox, I hadn't finished the event yet. I don't think I did the marquee event till there were like six hours left on it. So like the next day. Oh, yeah. With like no time left on it. Nice. But I got the mods the day before, so I don't know. Um, nice. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um. Oh, so did you get any mods that were good from that? Uh, did on my alt. I didn't on my. Military. How good of one did you get? A uh, fourteen speed secondary. Uh, Not bad. Square, I think. Nice. Yeah. Got you beat though. I got a fifteen. I was so excited. I got a <laughs> uh, yeah a fifteen plus fifteen speed uh, health triangle. So. Not bad. Threw it right on Shore Trooper and gave him a big fat speed bonus. That's uh that's a nice added bonus there. Anytime you can keep the same main stat but just add uh extra speed. Love it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Always good. So so the last thing I wanted to mention about Shadows of Malachor Marquis is that there was a pop up that called it the wrong name that said Lord of Pain yeah. won Marquee event. So that's set the internet ablaze with the thoughts that uh, there might be a different Marquee event coming up with a different character. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lord of Pain is a nickname for another uh, Sith character. Ooh. But I can't. I believe. I don't know who it is. So, Sion, I believe it's our Is that what they said? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's according to McMull. He was the one that I seen originally point that out and do all that. So Yeah, he's got a pretty good video about it yep. on, uh, his, on his YouTubes. Yeah, go check that out. Hey, you know what's really funny? Um, what's that? Th- this is not meant to be a plug, but it's going to be. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash shadow to order, you can get the book that I'm about to talk about for free. But I've been listening to the Darth Plagueis book, and I thought it was kind of funny. So it's the story of kind of how Darth Plagueis started, and then how he found Palpatine. It's pretty interesting so far. I'm not even halfway through it, but it's really good. Um, I love these Star Wars audiobooks because they have the sound effects and the different voices. It's you know, it's just really engaging. But um, 
they mentioned Darth Sion and Darth Nihilus. I was like, oh, hey, cool. Like, you know, I probably wouldn't have known who those guys were without the game, you know, yeah, previously. But I was like, oh, yeah, have some familiarity with those guys. That was pretty cool. So in the end, you're going to know more about them than I am. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can teach me. I will be your Padawan. It was literally just reference to them in the past. There was like nothing about them really, but. Anyway. Well, then what What good are you to me, then? That's, I'm going to revolt. Yeah, whatever. And slaughter the younglings. You would, bastard. <laughs> All right, well, that's enough about Sith Marauder beyond the fact that I think he is awesome. And if I had money, I would buy him because he's just so cool. That that double blade throw is just so fun It's awesome do. looking. He's so weak, though. Yeah, uh, he see, he wasn't in the marquee that, right? event. Yeah, that, that's that's the whole point. So people were a little upset about how much he was hitting for in the marquee event, and apparently they had tuned up the defense of, um, you know, the enemies really high so that he wasn't doing as much damage, which seems a little mm-hmm. odd. You would think they would want to actually show off how powerful he is, but. Wasn't the case. I guess we'll see how good he is because I don't know. I've noticed a trend when they do these uh, because RJT looked super weak in her pictures, and he looks super. He looks super buff. It's just they go back and forth with these things. I don't. I don't know who they choose or why to make them look different. Wait, you think he looks super buffed? I think he looked buffed in the. He was hitting for 15 to 20 in my marquee event, so really? I don't know what yours is doing. On crits, yeah. at least. So, I think people were expecting more from, like in the uh, the little gifts of the update that they released with him, there were images of him hitting for like 30,000. 30, so I think that's what helped create some of the disappointment there. Gotcha. Well, look, the gifs they put on the forums have been broken and wrong abilities and all kinds of crazy stuff in the past. So I don't put, like, all my stock in those gifs. I mainly use them to look at what they look at, what they look like. I really don't pay attention to anything else in there because I don't know what's going on with the stats or any of that stuff to make an accurate guess of what they're doing, you know? Yeah. So, all right, um, we're gonna get into an interesting idea that you thought of that I I really like. Wait, wait, wait. oh, hold on a second. Oh, you've skipped an entire amazing quality of life update post that we should go over. I mean, if you want to, uh, we can skip. I, it. I don't know what you're but talking about. This is exactly about. why. This is exactly why I was like, let's do it on Friday, just so any news. Throughout this week, we would definitely have it covered. What quality and of life? What update? happens? Do we get information? Well, it would. It turns out that uh, there is going to be a quality life update on the twenty eighth of February. Say what? And before we go into, before we even talk about the quality of life stuff, I would like just like to say this: they said in the road ahead um, post that the new Sith raid would be coming alongside the quality of life update. 
Mm-hmm. They did. So the quality of life update is coming on the 28th of this month. So I can only assume from their own words that the Sith raid will also be coming at the end of February. I, w- I really hope so. So do I, man. I'm, a, I'm a stoked for that. It's going to be fun. So, but let's talk about this list of uh, quality of life updates, shall we? All right, let's let's do it. So, CG Leviathan posted on the forums a version update, and as you know, with version updates, those change all the game files and how the game works and everything else, which is also a perfect time to put in a Sith raid because all of those files would need to be added at the same time. And, and we, as we know, they don't do a lot of version updates. Uh, those usually happen once every two to three months at mm-hmm. the earliest. So if this if this raid didn't go into this update, I would be it would be hard to believe that in another within a month they would do another version update just to add in the Sith raid. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that's a pretty good sign that this, since this is a version update, that those two things are going to be coming at yep. the same time. Or at least support so. for it. Because uh, the version update is typically one in the actual app store where you have to go update your game. So even if we don't get the raid right, then there will, I'm sure the stuff needed to operate the raid will be in there. <laughs> so it might yes. be like a week after that before we see the first raid or something. Yes, exactly. All right. So let's. We can talk about things we've already talked about, but I'm just going to skimp over them a little bit. Raid tickets, dailies, fixed. Everyone, there was much rejoicing. So. Hashtag got my 600. There you go. If you didn't, uh, we're all going to see it now, and we will shame you endlessly. (laughs) So. But here's a fun one. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about this. Really unexpected. Linking. Yep. So an account on an iOS device can now be linked to an Android device so that it can be played on both devices. Same with Android to iOS. This allows players that are changing phones, which has always been a fear. No, actually, it's a fear for other people because I'm iPhone till I die. But <laughs> it's been a fear for other people. It's like if I want to move away from the iPhone to an Android, I'm not going to be able to play my account anymore. Or I have to go through a CG with a... Exactly. But they would have to go through CG and get it worked out, and it's kind of an ordeal, and it was kind of kind of scary, in my opinion, if you're trying to get someone to work on your account and they play with it like that. If you What, if, how, what happens if uh, you weren't able to get into it, you know? With the way things are, it might be hard to get that back... But uh, as far as things go now, they're going to be there's going to be a way in game to link both your Android and your iOS devices together to make this work. So you're going to be able to play on Android or iOS. So if you are at your computer and you don't want to play on your phone anymore, you can now play in BlueStacks or Android or whatever, you know, what do they call those things? Emulators, whatever emulator oh, yeah. you choose, you can play your your iOS accounts on your computer now, which is awesome. Play uh play play Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes on a twenty seven inch monitor on full screen, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. Nice. Um, but yeah, so you're gonna be able to use your account on any 
either Android or iOS. So that was that was a pretty cool surprise. Yeah, it's pretty legit. Probably not something everybody will use, but for those of us that Probably like not. to have that option, definitely something uh, to look forward to. And I will be looking forward to that because it also means that I can stop playing my alt on uh, on my Chromebook all the time and I can just sit on my phone and play it. Yeah. So that would be nice. Nice. Uh, Galactic War Simming. We talked about this already, but there is a now a... There are literal numbers attached to this now. So... You have to have reached level 85, so you have to be full, fully yep. maxed. Um, I don't know if that's just the number they put in there because... It's, okay, this is off topic on what this Galactic War Simming is, but they are liter- they put level 85. They didn't put max level. And uh, we were thinking there might be a level increase with the new raid, so I'm kind of curious if, if once the they announce a level increase, if it happens, if this will be actually 90 or whatever the level no. is that's increased I, to? I think it'll stay at 85. Like, I think that's why they stated it the way they did. Well, I'm curious if it also could hint that there might not be a level increase. You never know. That so. that was actually kind of... I thought that was more likely from that statement than anything else. Right. But yeah, 150 Galactic War, so, you know, 150 days of being able to beat Galactic War, and you can sim away. I'm going to start doing all my Galactic Wars on the podcast once this happens. I'm very excited. <laughs> I, I I usually do anyway, just sim them <laughs> or auto them while I'm sitting here. But the uh, the that's not a stat that's tracked on your player page, isn't it? Isn't it Galactic War or Galactic War nodes completed? So you can't actually check to see. I mean, if you're an older player, you probably have 150 completed. Easy. But uh, I don't think that's actually a stat that you can look up. Um, yeah, it's Galactic War Battles 1. So it tells you how many battles you've done. It doesn't actually tell you how many you've actually completed. Interesting. So, I had noticed I don't know. that. Good point. I mean, it, it might show up. It might be a new stat that shows up on the... Uh, on the stat page when this goes live, just so people can track and know when they're getting close to be able to do that. But uh, it is not there right now. So speaking from the live chat says it's an achievement. So, which makes me think game center ah, or something. Okay. If, uh, you know, if you have that on your phone, then you may be able to actually go in and see. <laughs> your boy. If, ah, Okay. I know who I'm talking to. It's a fun game, BD. It's fun. You'd like it. I was like, what do you mean you don't play it? Okay, I know. I know who you are. You should play it. You'd enjoy it. All right. um, As far as text search, we already talked about this. So you can search uh, filter units by category when you're looking for teams right before you go into a battle. So... Now you don't have to look through all of your characters, which was annoying as hell. And pre-battle filters, you can select units in the pre-combat screen. It's now much easier as units have been filtered. So kind of both of those kind of in the same uh, same thing. Wait, no, that's wrong. Okay, so this is a new one, the text search. So when you're in your character screen, there's now a way for you to type in a character to find just that specific character. Yes. So that's pretty nice. Yes. I didn't, I didn't realize that's what that was saying. Yep. We talked about it last week, but that's all right. I, 
absolutely despise using keyboard in horizontal uh, on my phone, so I probably will never use this. You know what I despise more than using keyboard in horizontal mode? Scrolling down a list of two characters wide (laughs) to the middle of 140-something characters to find someone. That's what I despise more than that. That's true. Okay. You know what? You make you make a good point. Exactly. If I really, really need to find them and I can't do it just through the the pre-selected filters, then I'll do that for sure. All right, that's fair. But I I pretty much find anyone through the filters, anyways. Nowadays. All right. So the pre-battle filters, uh, you can filter by category or text in the pre-combat screen. Uh, favorite unit improvements. This is some pretty exciting stuff that I didn't see coming. Uh, units that are not activated can now be set as favorite, which is great for if you're farming. I, I don't know, Darth Maul or something. <laughs> Get real, bro. Uh, fa- <laughs> favorited units are now sorted to the top of the character inventory, minimizing the need to select the filter. That is awesome. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, I assume they'll just, everyone will stay ordered by galactic power, except the ones that are your favorites will be at the top in their galactic power order, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, when, that's what I'm guessing. When viewing gear details, any characters that have been favorited are sorted to the beginning of the characters that need gear. So, exciting. Yep, I uh, I, I really like... Most of the time when I go to the character screen from the main menu, the what I'm doing is going to the favorites. That's pretty much all I do when I click characters on the left is go to the favorites. The most times of the day. Like, sometimes I'll go to different uh, factions or synergies or whatever to look into those things. But that's not, like, all the time. For the most part... Almost every time I'm going to the favorites. So not having to go select favorites and have them just be right there at the top for me to to me for me to grab is a, a big improvement for me. And I think it's also a good way for me to keep my favorite list clean. <laughs> yeah. Because uh if a guy I finished farming and gearing up is still a favorite and is showing up at the top of my screen, it's gonna get annoying, so I'll finally take him off of there. Yeah, but if you look at my favorites right now, it's like I haven't touched this guy in like two months. So why is he still a favorite? Yeah, no, that's fair. So. Um, all right. Next thing is you're gonna start saving a lot of time on those Mondays because you can now multi sim uh, the ship challenges. So that that is actually kind of cool. It it is literally a Monday thing. Like this is the only day that you're gonna need this, but yep. it it it's. A huge help for sure. And I'm still not going to use it because I don't want to waste the two sim tickets on building material or whatever that nonsense is. That you don't, dude. I need that. I need that ship cash so bad it's ridiculous. Yes, we all do. Well, I don't at this point, but you do. I have, I have like under a million all at all times. I have. I have the TIE Silencer at seven stars, ready Slicer. to be upgraded. Yeah. <laughs> Slicer. I have that at seven stars. I also have the Ren- Renaissance the Renaissance pilot ship. <laughs> Resistance pilot ship. Unbelievable. From now on, it's Res- Renaissance pilot. 
but I have the Renaissance ship uh, seven star. I have so many ships ready to seven star that I can't just because I have no money. Not to mention leveling them. I never thought that I would get to this point because forever I had like 30 million ship credits, but those things go super fast. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So, uh, so give me all the ship credits. That's all I'm saying. That's totally fair. Can't blame you. I don't disagree. Uh, next thing, you can finally sim credit heist training uh, droid smuggling events, which we talked about last week. This one I love to no end. You can finally delete inbox messages rather than saying go, like on all those territory battle things or whatever. Rather than having to hit go, there's a delete option. Thank you. That drives me crazy. I always want to do that with territory battles and territory wars things where it's like there are new, there's new, uh, there's new orders. And it's like, I know I made them. Why am I getting why tell me? Please just stop. Don't tell me that. So that'll be nice. Yeah. It's funny because the, like a lot of the stuff is... It's stuff you didn't knew, know you wanted, but now that it's, it's happening, it's it's a nice change. Like, of course, there's still stuff that's... the. We'll talk about that at the end of this, but there's still some things missing um, that we would still hope for. And who knows? Maybe they're not all done announcing them all yet but uh, it looks like this is a pretty comprehensive list so i don't know but yeah that that, some of these is just like oh yes please thank you i'll take that but uh this one this one is everyone get your beers ready because i'm about to uh (laughs) i'm about to uh, destroy the drinking game Uh oh. so uh have you ever had your wampa Covering up your other characters. I don't have Wampa, so no, I haven't. Sorry, it took me a second to reply because I was having to drink. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, it would be nice if they would do something about that, though, wouldn't it? It would. Well, apparently, this there's some, some weird fix that they put in that will now put all the biggest characters in the back of the screen so Ooh. that it's easier to select the smaller ones. Because let me just tell you, if you were to put Wampa or Yeah, Wampa? No. Is that two Wampa. drinks or one? Wampa? Yes, Wampa. You gotta so quit. if you were to put Wampa to <laughs> If you were to put Wampa in the front and Hermit Yoda in the back, there would be absolutely no way yeah. in the world that you could ever click on on Yoda. So yeah. they've made it now so the biggest characters go to the back and the smallest in the front that way for all abilities where you select someone to do something you can actually click on them. And I presume is, this will help with the issue in ships as well, because that's been an issue for a long time with ships. Is There's almost always that one ship you can't target. Hopefully they realign those a little bit too. Or maybe just doing this will eliminate that issue entirely. We'll see. Well, what it says here is this tech also applies to opponent's ships to minimize situations where an opponent's ship cannot be targeted. This was primarily an issue on the capital ship's turn. Okay. So there's a little bit of little bit of ship love there so nice. this is one okay i'm sorry hera but uh i wish this was here when uh this happened because <laughs> now there is a zeta purchase confirmation meaning to avoid accidentally upgrading an ability to its zeta level like hera damn it 
a confirmation will now warn players prior to the upgrade. And so, uh, yeah, everyone, no one will ever be able to make my mistake again. That's a relief. I, you look like you're turning red. Oh, it's funny. I know. That was Always hilarious. That's things. one of the funnier things ever. Well, that wasn't so much on the podcast it was so funny, but in Guild Chat it was quite hilarious, to say the least. <laughs> always, always. Randall Thrain's got a good point. Um, uh, hashtag GMP loves the Hera. I do. Yep. Hera's my faves. Uh, if I could meet her in real life, that would be great. So they made some improvements to shipments. And so it says, To significantly reduce the number of required taps when viewing details on a shipment and then choosing to purchase, shipments... Now show the quantity of gear slash shards owned at the top level, and the detail screens acts as the confirmation. I really like this. This is nice because when you go through, like, say your regular shipments, like every there's the four that are always there for currency. You go look at them, and you're like, I think I need that one, but I'm not sure if it's a Mark Four or Mark Five. Well, now it'll tell you at the top, so you'll just be able to see how many you have and whether you should even click on it or not. So that is actually going to probably save, throughout everyone that plays this game, it's probably going to save years and years of people's lives in the first week. It's really exciting. You're talking about the shipment, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I it's... I've gotten to the, into the habit of always clicking on the person I'm buying just to see where I'm at with them because I've done been at the point where I didn't upgrade a character to seven star and just kept buying them for like three days and then had an excess a bunch of shards because I just wasn't clicking on them to find out I had finished them off. So it'll be nice to have that right above their heads and easy to know. Yep. If you actually still need to buy them, especially okay, this is where this is going to be the best, right? So on my alt account. Uh, on my on my main account, all of them are finished. Almost all characters besides Guild Store are are finished. Nice. So it doesn't really help me there. But the on my B account, I don't know which characters off the top of my head still I still need to buy out of Galactic War or the Cantina shipments, uh, things like that. So you had to used to have to go in and click each one to find out which ones hey you hadn't gotten yet. Yep. And uh, now it'll just show you automatically, so that'll be perfect for me. Um, last month's top three guilds leaderboard has been visually improved, and they made some legal changes uh, linking to a new legal form for German players. We don't care. However, <laughs> you know, the funniest thing is in uh, Discord, everyone talking about it must have really been affecting those German players' quality of life. Not having their legal terms. Yeah, probably. Never know. Are all Germans lawyers? Is that what we're getting at? Maybe. Makes sense. Possibly. So That that was more Belgian. That was... Don't do impressions, please. Um, We figured out with your jar jar. You're not... Misa gonna stop. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Um, So... What well, what I am doing to your accents and what CG is doing to ties is slamming the door on it. No more. I 
I almost looked around thinking that was in my house. Uh, like, nice. After the podcast, getting out the WD 40. Yeah. Or lay off the beers, either way. No, don't lay off the beers. Uh, so, I can't do that. Come on. They are minimizing ties by changing the way that you earn banners. So, without going into, like, how deep do we. Just we'll just roughly go over this real quick because there's list them off. There's a hell of a lot here. Successful attacks earn five banners. Uh, bonus banners for deleting or for beating a team on the first attempt is ten banners. Beating it on second attempt is five banners. You earn one additional banner for each surviving unit. Um, if less than the maximum number of units are brought into battle, so if you don't take five characters into battle. You gain one banner for each empty slot that you bring in, which kind of accounts for the other banners for the surviving units. Uh, Setting defenses has been increased to compensate for those changes. 30 banners for setting a character defense, 34 for setting a character, or sorry, setting a ship defense. And if a player attacks squad that has not been attacked by another player... Attacks with five units and only loses two units, then 18 banners would be earned. This is the example they give in the deal. So you'd get like five for the win, ten for the first time defeat, and three for the surviving units. This is going to create so many different combinations of uh, banners being accumulated that this you'll probably never like, see another tie. Sounds like tournaments. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, kind Surviving of. Surviving characters. Yeah, give that's you a good point. Banners. So that shouldn't have been too hard to implement, considering they always had the tech from before. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, I really like this change. Uh, however, I don't like it as much as this next thing, which is defense or defensive wins. Uh, You'll be able to go back and actually look at the number of defensive wins of your squad. So go back to whatever territory, go check out your team, and you can see the number of times that that team won a battle. So you'll actually be able to get an idea if this team was good on defense, whether it sucked on defense, or what the issue was. I'm so excited about this. I wish they would give this to us for Arena, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Right? I will take it for this because this is super exciting. Maybe that'll be next February. Maybe we get some defense stats for a regular arena next year. Cross your fingers. <laughs> this is the test run. They're going to do a year test run in Territory Wars for a regular arena. Never know. It's possible. Definitely um, I sh- you know, Maybe I should have been a little bit more vocal about the arena defensive stats thing. I don't know. Uh, and maybe they will change. <laughs> they, they probably won't listen maybe. to us, though. Um, increasing defensive squads for top tiers. They are upping the number of defensive teams in each guild to six per player rather than four per player. There will be new achievements. It has 11 levels. I'm not going to name off all the numbers, but, uh, so your previous wins will count towards rewards, towards these achievement rewards, and you get you'll essentially get rewards for Territory War wins. So, that's pretty cool. That means more free stuff, so I like free stuff. I like free stuff. This is my this is my most favorite, though. 
pre-battle squads. No longer, in ter- it's only in Territory Wars, no longer when you go in there will you have a random team of your top five characters. Because I don't remember if you remember me complaining about this not too long ago, but there was a Territory War in which I accidentally hit battle Oh yes, with like five characters who had no synergy whatsoever, and it basically ruined three teams that I have. So this change will kind of eliminate that issue, and I am just, just, I I, I wish I had like the sunshine, Jesus coming through the clouds music that I could play, like, oh, dude, like, I got a story for you. Speaking of Jesus. That's a weird segue. Um, Oh, (laughs) I know where you're going. I like this. I was on Facebook, (laughs) and uh, my mom's aunt, who's probably in her 60s 70s had posted on facebook and it was a pic this picture of a bearded man in a hood a brown hood and it said uh you're probably too ashamed to retweet this picture of jesus and so well my aunt being who she is was not ashamed, and she retweeted it. But the problem is, I think it was a massive troll because the picture was of Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. So I, I, I wrote a comment on her Facebook, and I don't, I don't think she's written back yet. But I said, I am unsure whether you knew, know or not that this is a picture <laughs> of Ewan McGregor as Master Jedi General Kenobi <laughs> from Star Wars. And I just want to make sure that you're aware. And uh, oh, I don't know man. if the post is still there or deleted or what, <laughs> but uh, I had to let her know. You're one hell of a guy, Dan. That's that's awfully <laughs> nice of you. Oh, God. I saw it and I'm like, I, I literally had to look at it like 10 times because I'm like, I am almost 100% positive that that's Obi-Wan. And then I like went and I clicked on it and I looked at the comments. I'm like, yep, it's Obi-Wan. She has to know. <laughs> I feel like at least once a year I see somebody do that on my Facebook and every time like oh, yeah. it's always someone that wouldn't post it if they knew what it was. Like very mm-hmm. rarely do I see somebody repost that in which they're doing it because of what it is. Very they funny. They want to like catch yeah. someone off, catch someone else doing it. Whoever came yeah. up with that is a genius. Just absolutely brilliant. Love it. Yeah, for sure. Now, (laughs) it's time to get to that cool segment. I I don't really have an audio drop for this, so I'm just going to play something. (laughs) Haven't got to play the Thunder in a while, so why not? Beatbox and Thunder. It was perfect, I think. Yeah, I should really record that. Okay. um, All right, so... So I had an idea... That I threw out there, kind of a something that that happens in this game all the time with new characters, but that's new character mechanics, right? And I've talked about this in podcast chat several times about one specific uh, character mechanic I think would be awesome to add into this game. But I thought for to myself, well, what if we decided to each do a top three of game mechanic ideas? that we would like to be see put into the game and how it would work. And so uh, I asked you to come up with three. I came up with three. And we're just going to go back and forth, alternate um, with our three down to our one. So cool. I'm going to let you go first, and then uh, then you can ask me. All right. So what do you got for number the, three? 
the first one I have is I think it would be really good for Han. Actually, no, it wouldn't be good for Han. It'd be good for someone else to have it, like Jabba maybe, or actually I think it'd be perfect for Jabba to have. That is blindness, or what they would more likely call it would be like an accuracy down. So, this is like a debuff on a character in which it would make them, you know, say like 50% more likely to allow the target to evade or something. So, you know, just basically completely miss the shot. Uh, that's not really something mm-hmm. we have. We have accuracy up. I don't think there's... Is there an accuracy up? Well, I mean, like a mod. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, well, there is accuracy up as a unique from R2, but not like a buff. So, right. uh, yeah, something to kind of reverse that would be really cool. Uh, you know, it's... It's not like the whole evasion mechanic that's that used to be is kind of broken and just annoying. This is at least a debuff that you can kind of find a way to avoid it if it becomes something that's in the meta or something along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that'd be really cool. What's your number three? My number three is called Confuse or Confusion. I think it would be really cool if... This this might not even be a debuff or a buff, but it could be something added onto a character. Okay. Uh, depending on who they were, if it fit their kit, but basically something that would confuse a character, and whoever you shot it confused them and gave them a hundred percent turn meter, but their next attack was dealt to a random player on their team. Interesting. So basically, it's an okay. it's an attack that does no damage, but basically you. Pick someone on the other team. It's basically like picking a uh, an assist on your team, only you're picking an assist from their team to attack a random person on their team. See, that's kind of similar to what Grand Admiral Thrawn does. He gives he gives a buff to the other team until yeah. it expires, in which they get ability blocked. What you're talking about here was kind of the same way. You're like giving them a positive effect turn meter gain, that results mm-hmm. ends up being something negative. You have to attack your own teammate. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I like so, it. Um, all right. Yeah. What's your number so two? Then? My number two is going to be what I'm going to call doom. Um, cause I couldn't think of a better name. Maybe you guys can help me think of a better name. Uh, but basically the idea with doom would be you put this debuff on somebody and after they take two turns they instantly die okay so not like a annihilate but basically like putting a it's like a thermal a super thermal dead yeah it's like annihilate with a timer kind of type thing there are character okay not in this game but there are other um games where there are characters or let's say card games. So like in Hearthstone, there are characters like this. Where when you play them, they have a cooldown that starts counting down. And so after a certain amount of turns, no matter what's happening in the game, that character's just that card's just gone. Interesting. It'd be very similar to that. So like you play this character, 
and he's gone after this many turns. Or you attack someone and put that on them, and they're gone after that many turns. So that's that's a pretty cool idea, I think. Yep. So. Um, my second is called Sleep. Now, this is kind of weird because obviously we already have Stun. Um, so the way that they could do this differently than Stun is to... This is how I think it would work or should work in the game. So basically, you attack a character and it does exactly what stun does. It stuns them. Okay, but it, the idea behind this is it's longer than a stun. So like, let's say instead of like most characters have a one-turn stun, Palpatine has the two-turn stun, you'd make sleep a two-turn stun. But if you hit that character, then the stun is automatically gone. So basically, they wake up immediately. But with stun, if you hit them with stun, they're still stunned until their next turn, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So basically, you can lock down a character, it's but a if you decide to, to hit them somehow, or if they're... Like, GK, would this would be terrible for, because if you hit someone else, he'd auto-taunt, and if he's asleep, the next person has to hit him, and he's woke up again. But That's actually if you were really to try to lock down, like, a Han, you could lock him down for two turns... But uh, if you really had to attack him, then you could, but he'd wake back up. Yeah, that's, that's the idea there. That's a really good idea. I, I like that. Uh, I like that a hell of a lot. Nice. Yeah, I was just trying to find out a way to make something that's not just stun again, you know? Yeah. Because stun is stun, but there's other ways to implement these types of things, you know? Yep. So my number one that I would like to see kind of was inspired by the dark side that we're starting to see in the meta. Uh, And that is Mm -hmm. a reversal buff. So you have um, General Kenobi who kind of does something similar. He takes the buffs or sorry, the debuffs on your team and gives your team the opposite. What I'm thinking, though, is on the other team, whatever their buffs are, you turn those into debuffs. So what are the, so kind of like uh, kind of like Kenobi does with his own team when he reverses debuffs into the positive buffs, but a way to oh, do hold on, that real quick. To everybody who's actually listening to the podcast. I just said that. You clearly are not listening to, to the podcast, is my point. I'm just, yes, I'm all <laughs> over the place right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm just messing with you. but You but confused me so much just now. No, but but yes. I mean, that's, that's the sh- idea, is that it, it does what General Kenobi does, except in reverse on the other team. Okay, makes sense. Um, I like it. I think it would be good to have an opposite of Kenobi's that worked uh, for your team as opposed to against it. Something else that would be really interesting is if it's like, say, a locked... Say if reversal is like a locked debuff for two turns or whatever, and then any buff that those characters get in those two turns then becomes the opposite status effect. So if you gain a heal over time then that locked debuff flips it 
Or I guess it wouldn't even have to be a lock debuff. It could just be a debuff. And then if you gain any buffs during that time, they instantly become debuffs Instantly? Yeah. Yeah, because you could do that two ways. It could be a a debuff on them that anytime they get a buff, it's instantly turned into the other one. Or it could be a a more friendly version to everyone, I think, that might be more realistic is something that's on them for two turns that they have a chance to uh, debuff. But if they don't and it runs out after two turns, every buff they have is then switched. Yeah. There's definitely two ways you could do that, but either one would be pretty cool, I think. Interesting. All right, so give us your last one. So this is the one that I always talk about in podcast chat, and I think I've mentioned in guild chat, but that's fixate. And it's basically forcing taunts. So basically, if you if you have the first move and the other team hasn't taunt yet, so this would work perfect against a character like Kenobi, right? If you were to go first and you were to fixate a character, you automatically put taunt on that character for two turns or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then the very next turn, let's say Kenobi taunts because you hit that fixate on him for a crit. So now Kenobi's taunted. Well, now you don't have to go straight to their tank because you've created one of their characters as a tank now, and you can still focus that character down. So basically it's forcing someone to taunt. That way you can still go at them even if their tanks are their taunting. You still are able to fixate on a certain character if that makes sense i i really like that i was gonna put that as one but i knew you were gonna pick that one because we've talked about before that (laughs) i I think that is a great idea because sometimes it is really frustrating to get through you know one or two you know two tanks double tank teams can be quite frustrating and if there was something where you could inflict taunt on another character because no one has the ability to really clear their own buffs. So it'd be one of those things that would kind of be stuck. If you stuck it on, say, BB-8 or whatever, you would just kind of have an open channel to always hit them no matter what. I think that would be a really, really cool mechanic. Yeah, definitely focus down the some of the more critical characters on some of these teams you fight. For example... Against Night Sisters, this would be a good one too because Night Sister Zombie wouldn't be so much so annoying if you were able to focus down, you know, whoever you wanted behind him before he could that's, or she could be a pester. You that's know? a really good point. I hadn't thought about it with Night Sisters. I like it. Yeah, with Night Sister Zombie, everything's a nightmare. So get that fixate in there. Before uh, she taunts and you're in a good spot. Yep, for sure. All right. It is time for... Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. (laughs) All right. Every time that one makes me laugh. (laughs) <laughs> I do have a big tip. I always have a big tip for all of the players of Swaga. That is true, you do. Big tip today is coming tip. with basically basically finding a guild. Um, this is something that everyone does at some point in this game. That's true. And uh, 
there's just so much ver uh not verbatim but you know the wording behind posts of recruitment posts for a new player can be kind of uh verbiage there we go so it can be kind of uh hard to read if you're a new player or even some mid players to know what it is exactly that people are looking for from you as a new prospective guild member. So I want to talk about some of those things you see in guild recruitment posts and what exactly they mean and, uh, you know, what you can do to really meet those requirements and be the type of player that these people are looking for, if that makes sense. So the first one, the very first one, you're probably going to see it on most recruitment um, posts is gets your 600. What's that mean, Dan? And we've heart, we've, oh, let me tell you. So there's a, we just talked about this in the uh, quality of life update, but basically they fixed the daily raid ticket counter, which basically what each person that plays this game has on their guild or on their uh, daily achievements tab is a counter, and it says it starts at zero out of 600 whenever your daily refresh is. And so each person in a guild is able to generate 600 tickets for raids a day. So basically, throughout the day, anytime you spend energy, whether that's cantina energy or regular uh, energy, it's going to add to that total all the way to 600. So... 45 energy from the bonuses. Let's say that's 90, so 180. 180 of your whole day's energy towards raid tickets can come from bonus energy. Plus, whatever you accrue throughout the day and spend will continue to add to that number. So if you are able to spend 600 energy in a 24-hour period, you will get your 600. That makes sense, right? Clear as mud. Clear as foggy let me just, glass. Uh, so let me just bring this up on my screen. Um, so you go to guild activities. And uh, so if you go to the bottom right of the screen on the game, everyone should know this. Click activities. And then you can click on the second tab that says guild activities. I'm going to hold this up to the screen. But on the bottom left, you'll see a personal daily rate tickets counter. And uh, that number has the number slash 600, and that is exactly what you're looking at to get your 600. So if you're at 590 at uh, 10 minutes before your guild reset, you're not going to make your 600. So the idea is they want guild members who are able to get as many raid tickets as they can because the more raid tickets you get, the more raids you can open throughout the week. So that's one of the main things people look for in a guild, um, a new guild recruit, is that they are getting spending that energy daily and getting the raid tickets for the guild and uh, making that happen. Yep. So that's number one. Why don't you tell? Why don't we talk about a little bit about TB preparedness? Because a lot of these posts you see about guild recruitment will also say that we're a. 41-star Light Side Territory Battle Guild and a 38-star Dark Side Territory Battle Guild. So how do you know if you are going to be able to 
keep up with that many stars or whatever amount of stars is being asked of a guild, new guild member to contribute to. So what are the types of things that you can do to prepare for those? Well, the first thing with TB preparedness is get your shot. Um, I think most people have to do that young as a kid. That's a vaccination (laughs) thing. That's pretty typical. Uh, But seriously, uh, light side territory battles. Um, (laughs) The big things are Commander Luke Skywalker, Hoth Soldier, Hoth Scout, and our boy Hot Han. Uh, Hoth Scout is a pretty easy farm from Cantina. Hoth Soldier is a total bitch. He's a hard note only guy. Yeah, one hard note. Not more than one, just one. Does does he show up in one of the stores, guild store or something? I kind of think he does. I can't remember for sure. Anyway, he sucks. But but you need him, so... (laughs) There's a reason mine's five star. Yeah. You only need him five stars, folks. So, unless you want him seven stars, quit... At five, because it'll it'll make you very happy. So there are so many other better characters to farm at that point. But if you don't have a five-star Hoth soldier, you're not going to be able to do some of the combat missions. And to be a contributing member of your guild, making sure you have that five-star Hoth soldier will make sure that you're able to do your combat (laughs) missions, which will in turn help your entire guild. Um. Highwind puts in the live chat that uh, guild event store you can find um, Hoth Soldier Shards. Hoth Soldier Shards. God, that's tongue twister. Um, so the other thing I, uh, is having it. three really good teams. And that's obviously important because there are a lot of combat missions. There's at least three per territory. You got to be able to beat them or three per phase, whatever they want to call it. I want to give you a list of characters. Mm-hmm. We went over this a while back. There was an episode we did where we talked about characters that were really good. But there are some really keystone characters that can be amazing outside of Commander Luke Skywalker. Um, Han Solo, I think, is probably the best light mm-hmm. side territory battle character there is. Every phase, all six phases, the whole way through, he goes first. He stuns someone. So you can stun an elite, you can stun whoever, and it's a guaranteed stun. Like, it gives you such a big advantage. Um, another one would be Old Ben, because that a- that AoE is nasty, just saying. Uh, Not, and I completely agree. He doesn't even have to be fully geared. I use Gear 9 Old Ben, yeah, and that's a good he point. is totally viable. Yes. He... Uh, all the guys I'm about to mention can be actually used at pretty low gear. Um, the ne- next ones are kind of a combination. I'm going to say Jin and Cassian because the two of them pair together. With the Jin lead, you don't even need a Zeta. Just if you have the Jin leader ability and then with Cassian, he is awesome. Doesn't need a ton of gear, but he can be a total wrecking ball with all the debuffs and the exposes that he gives. Another one is Cherub because you really need a healer. Healers can be super important, uh, and he can kind of fit on any team. R2, if you have him. And he hits hard. And he hits hard, yeah. And counters. Or is that only with Baze? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Uh, I'd have to look that up. I think Cherub has the counter. I, I, I'm not sure. 
Um, I think the uh, I think the thing between Bays and Chert is that he calls Chert to assist. I don't think it has to do with the counter. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, my Bays is pathetic because yeah, who cares? Uh, so yeah, the, those five characters for sure. R two's really good. Uh, with Jen, old Ben is really good also. Uh, I mean that's that's kind of oh, a yeah. cheap easy Lots win. Of yeah, Jen, Cassian, old Ben, R two, and Han Solo. That used to be my wrecking ball team because you get the opening stun, you have so many debuffs, and it. I mean that team can really kick some serious ass with at pretty low gear levels. Um. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I can't think of any other characters that are like just kind of must-haves. Um, any ideas? Uh, anyone I would say for sure are just characters that new players wouldn't get. Like RGT, yeah, is amazing with BB-8. Yep, but that's not really a new player strategy. Nope. Um. Clones, clones are pretty fun in there. Don't know what they're that is. readily available to newer players. <laughs> I know you don't. Um, resistance, amazing, yep. also readily available. Um, yeah, just having a synergist synergistic team that'll work. Uh, three having three of those that work together works out really well. Now the only problem to that is that. You know, some missions require rebels and this and that. So sometimes your teams get broken up a little. But uh, for the most part, if you have two to three good teams and one of them is filled with rebels, then you're probably going to be good for the entire light side territory battle. Yeah. And that is actually the same for dark side territory battles in the case that you're going to want three really good teams. The only difference with dark side is... You're gonna want them way more geared than the light side because just because really? it's tuned a little harder than the light side territory huh. battle. Who to who to thunk it? <laughs> right, I know. Now, um, the one thing with dark side territory battles is the rework changes things a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I used to have problems beating quite a few missions, and so I got my troopers up. They're a good team, but now I got... Do you have your beer ready? Do you have your beer ready? That's because you don't have Wampa. (laughs) Thanks for that. Thanks. Everybody with alcohol poisoning is thrilled that you just did that. Uh, Yeah, it's... I won't say Wampa again. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the uh, Emperor Palpatine lead is really good. This is the game mode in which I was talking about Stark at the beginning of the podcast. Stark is absolutely ridiculous with Emperor Palpatine in territory battles because of the turn meter removal. And that's one of those things that you kind of want to save for when they're gaining more turn meter. You don't want to use it right at the very beginning because why? But um, yeah, he can remove the turn meter and inflict all the debuffs. Stark is absolutely amazing for dark side territory battles with Emperor Palpatine. If you have Vader Zated, you probably want to use him in a different team and then, you know, throw TIE Fighter Pilot and uh, maybe a tank in with Emperor Palpatine just to help protect them. I think that's a pretty good idea, but 
yeah, there's definitely some options here, but you definitely need deeper rosters to really be able to make the most use out of your dark side territory battles. Yep. I completely agree. Anything you want to add? But having those characters or those teams, um, just that, you know, don't be discouraged if you don't have three teams. Don't be discouraged if um, you don't have all those characters yet. Just know that certain guilds are looking for those things. So when you see those types of requirements on them, that's an immediate uh, indicator for you of whether or not you're a good fit for that guild. And if you aren't in those categories, that you probably want to uh, look for somewhere, maybe with a lower star level, that's uh, more on the in the same area in uh, progression on those territory battles as you are. So judging by the characters you have out of the ones we listed and the teams you have, you might want to check out, uh, you know, where the star level is and where you think that you yourself could fit into that. So that's territory battle preparedness, but you all, you'll always see numbers on territory battles star wise on recruitment posts. So knowing 45 is the max for light side. And I believe 48 is the max for dark side. So Depending on what numbers you're seeing there, if they're upper in the 40s on either of those and you don't have some of these characters unlocked yet, you're probably going to want to look you know, lower, depending on how many you have, depending, could be 20 SARS or in the 30s or that, that area. So the other thing I wanted to mention was raids. Um, get your 600 is the main thing. If you're able to do that, a lot of guilds would be happy to have you compared to some people. But also, um, depending on where you join, if you're not ready for, if you're a new player, not ready for heroic raids, but everyone else is, your best bet you can do is to focus one character that's maybe an easy farm, like a eight energy cantina node, or out of a store like a Galactic War store or Arena store, and focus that one character and get them to seven star. Because even if you cannot actively participate in a heroic raid if you have one character that's seven star you can throw them in there do some damage do no damage don't do anything it doesn't matter as long as you go in there and you're that character dies you're going to be able to get the rewards from that and if your guild is okay with that as you're building your teams to be able to help them to defeat raids or if they're already have them on farm if they're okay with that that's a big thing for new players make sure you have at least one seven star character to be able to do that there's a lot of guilds that aren't doing heroics that will take people that aren't don't even have a seven star character yet. But there are also a lot of guilds out there that need members are looking to build a community and they are just happy to have new players or any players that are joining and are willing to, you know, get raid tickets, be active in the territory battles and territory wars and are working on their roster. There's plenty of guilds out there like that. So if you can't find one that's doing heroics as a newer player without a seven star, don't expect that you will because there's not, not everyone wants to bring someone up along to their level until they're ready to play at the same level as everyone else. That doesn't always happen, but you, you will find guilds like that, that are willing to help a lower players. So, for example, our guild, our new player and alt guild, Future of the Order, right? There, There's a plan in place to alternate between low-level raids and high-level raids to um, 
make sure that everyone's getting what they need and everyone is continually progressing and, uh, you know, focusing our lower end players or not lower end, but uh, newer players to getting that character to seven star so that they can at least every raid get rewards. Um, but yeah, that's one thing you want to look at. And the other thing, one of the last few things, I'll let a wink talk the last two, but I'll take this one. Another thing you're always going to see on guild recruitment posts is, okay, maybe you won't always see it. Higher in guild, guilds, you're going to see this, but GP limitations. So galactic power limitations. They're almost always they're going to say, this is the absolute low that we are willing to take into the guild to help us to progress. And uh, so the, what that means is you're going to want to look for a guild that you uh, meet the galactic power um requirements so if you click on your profile up in the left hand corner it'll pop up your screen with your stats and the first stat is galactic power that'll tell you exactly what your galactic power is now um my experience and my what i would personally do is find a galactic power guild that's like you're over it maybe two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand so you're not sitting there at the minimum they're looking for but you are right there in a place there that's a little bit above the expectation. You're a little bit further along than they would expect. You know, just a, a, it's it's a place where you're going to fit in the best. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you look at your galactic power when you're looking for a guild. Look at what they're looking for. Look at where you are and see how well you think that you would fit in there yeah. before you approach them. For sure. You want to you want to be able to maximize the reward. So if you're like in a guild that's maybe a little bit more advanced than your roster necessarily is, you'll be at an advantage over other people in your arena, theoretically. Yes. And also, you know, depending on where you do go, if it's a guild that's working together to get better all the time, if you are, if you take your galactic power and you move up from the minimum that's required... There's a good chance that you're going to help to bring that guild along further than where they were yep. while still getting even better raid rewards. So you might even start moving into the top 10 of raids and get better rewards than where you were in an, another guild where you might have been lower or you didn't fit in or or whatever the case may be. So you always want to look at the galactic power uh, r- restrictions on guild posts and find one that you fit in best with, if that makes sense. Yep. Totally makes sense. Why don't you hit those last two? All right. So, the last two things that are obviously crucial. One is having a Swagaga profile. SWGOH.GG. Very important because most guilds actually require... Our guild requires it. Um, I think I think all of our guilds in the order actually require this. Just because it's so useful that you can go to, you can see other people's rosters, see where they're at with certain characters, see who they have unlocked, who see who they don't have unlocked. It can be a huge assessment into actually being able to figure out if you fit into a guild or not. So making sure that you have a good Swagger profile is absolutely key. And plus, you want to be able to go through your mods. We're not getting mod management in the quality of life update. I really don't think that's all we're going to see in the quality of life update. I think they may be waiting to let the game changers be the ones who actually show the mod management. This is total speculation and complete guess. 
have my fingers crossed on it. We'll see. But uh, being able to go through and sort through your mods to figure out, find stuff that you need. Swagger is a great resource and so useful for, for things like that. The other thing is using preferably Discord or Line. Um, Line's okay in my opinion. I love Discord. I think Discord's great. Uh, I think Line's okay. It, it does the job, but just having some sort of communication application is huge. Just because when you, to be able to maximize your rewards, like I, if you're listening to a podcast about this game, you're probably you probably care about how you do in the game. So. My advice would be make absolutely damn sure that you're in a guild that uses either Discord or Line. That way, you can have you probably have a guild officer core that does a really good job at communicating and optimizing and all that stuff. And that is definitely something you want. So get a find a guild with Discord or Line. Now. On to a next uh, couple of things before we get into uh, trivia. Uh, Patreon.com slash Shattered Order if you want to go support us. Uh, Like we said, we're doing the gift card giveaways. Uh, If you're like our $2 patrons, you will be thrown in the raffle for the $10 gift card. If you're a $5 patron, you'll be thrown in the raffle for the $30 gift card. We'll do that every month at the first of the month, so... All of our February Patreons will be put into that, so go join there. Um, there's some other stuff on there you can go check out. Like I said, patreon.com slash shattered order. We would gre- greatly appreciate the support. really helps us out with, um, you know, affording the, you know, just hosting fees and everything. Uh, Twitch, twitch.com slash shattered order. Go sub if you have Amazon Prime, you get the free sub. Make sure you go resub it every 30 days, really helps us out. And make sure you do it, you know, now. Uh, just make sure that whenever <laughs> it comes to March 1st, 2nd, that time area, you want to make sure you're on there. And like I said, it stays for 30 days. So if you do it now, you're good to go. So go get that done. That way, you can also be on that list. For getting that $30 gift card for our Twitch Prime subscribers. Beer of the Month Club. If you want one of these delicious 16-mile brown ales, you want to go join the Beer of the Month Club. And you can obviously find that in our show notes and on our Discord. And last, but absolutely not least... Thanks to our friends over at Blue Designs, bluedesigns.com. Use promo code SOPOD to get the 20% off of some of these amazing headphones or a super awesome microphone or whatever. And don't forget, we'll be doing another giveaway this month and we'll have another giveaway next month for either a Blue Yeti microphone or the Blue uh, Lola headphones. So... Stay tuned for that. I'm sure we'll be talking about that next week. You know, may even be saying what we're going to do for the next giveaway in our Discord because that's where we announce these things. So you should definitely go to discord.me slash shattered order and make sure you're in our Discord chat. Absolutely. You ready for this? You did perfect with all that. I am so ready. Hit me. 
It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. Hit me with that sweet jazz. Yeah. Good stuff. Is the level good for you? I love it so much. Does that need to be turned down a little bit? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit down. How's that? Oh, it's beautiful. Good. I love it. All right. I love it. All right, so... Let me bring this up on the screen real quick. And boom, there it is. Shattered Order Trivia. If yeah. you forgot what happened last week, we were made aware that it is Sith week. Oh. So I got to ask you, did you go study the Sith? I didn't. I forgot. I've been busy. <laughs> so did I. It's- so there's that. <laughs> well, at least we're on equal playing field there. It's been Empire Week for me, so yeah. Yeah, well, it's been Gamorrean Guard Week for me. All right, Every week's well, Gamorrean Guard week for you. All right, so... Most of the time it's Wampa week. I can't remember if this is episode three or four of season seven. I think it is our last one. That's what I thought. I think this is four. You are up. It is 22 to 18. You owe one punishment... I owe one punishment. We need to figure out this whole punishment thing so we can get this settled. I have some ideas, yeah. but they're not great. So if you have any great ideas, hit me up. I actually have some ideas for double punishment at the same time. So we'll oh. talk about that this week. We'll, we'll talk about it. I, I like the sound of that. That's pretty good. That would be good for our listeners. Little too. do people know. Indeed. Little like do it. people know, me and you actually talk off of the podcast as well. We do, on occasion, yeah, that's true. So We actually, like, yeah, once in a while, somehow we, talk. we do notes and things for this. It's weird. Um, all right. It's yet. Uh, all right, I got it. Oh. Here's the trivia. The questions are loaded. They are loaded? All right. Question one. All right, question one. I, there's a question in here that needed a moderator, and we don't have one, so this will be fun. We'll have to figure out which one that was. But for now, first question. Sith Trooper gains defense up, taunt, retribution under which two criteria? Sith ally is critically hit. Sith ally, Sith ally falls below 50% health. Sith ally uses a special... Sith Alley inflicts a debuff. And at the top it says one point, so I assume you have to get both right. That is my assumption. Could you read those answers off one more time? A. Sith Alley is critically hit. B. Sith Alley falls below 50% health. C. Sith ally uses a special D. Sith ally inflicts a debuff. It's a hell of a question. 
I am farming this character right now, and I don't know anything about him. So I assume I'm I'll about know to once be... I finish farming him, but right now... I'm about to be back to farming this character. I'm not actually farming them at the moment, but... What are you farming? I thought after crew you were going back to him. Yeah, I am... Or have you not finished crew? I'm 99 out of 100 on him and 96 out of 100 on a ship, so I'll be done tomorrow. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So what are your answers? Alright, I'm going with B and C. B and C. I went with D and B. Okay. Alright, so... The answers are B and C. So it is Sith Ally falls below 50% health, and Sith Ally uses a special. How about them apples? I really thought it was a debuff for some reason. Alright, so how many points was that? One. No, that should be two. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I know you wish it was two. Unbelievable. Alright, fine. Either way, I would have got one. So it would have only been one for you. Oh, that's a good point. Alright, next question. Next question. Question two. Oops. There we go. There it is. <laughs> okay. You can keep clacking that pin in your teeth if you'd like, but I was waiting for a sound drop. All right. It was like, go. okay, question read two. the damn question. I totally forgot. I'll remember from now on. I got this. <laughs> question two. One point per correct answer up to three. Hmm. So this could help you. This could be one for you. There is a Sith that can inflict at most three dots on one enemy in one turn. Another who can inflict up to two. And another that can inflict one per turn. Who are they? This is rough. I think I have two, but I'm trying to figure out the last one. It's hard to remember who all the Sith characters in this game are since I never use them. And this is dots only. Yes. Dots. Actual dots. Shock, Shock doesn't count. Wow. That's a good question. I don't think shock counts. So No, it's not. There's that. Not damage over time. Uh This is rough. rough. This is a really um, tough question. Oh uh, la 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 la. Oh. I'm I'm stuck on the one dot. I just figured out that um, one. 
I can't figure it. I can't remember who the two is. Watch. I'll have it backwards because I feel like the question is asking if they can have a dot on only their basic. Because it says one per turn. Who are you? This. Uh, give me ten more seconds. I'm gonna kick myself when I find out the answer. I know it. Yeah, I don't know. I got three and two, I think. I don't think I have two. All right, well, what do you have? All right. I had Darth Vader, uh, Sith Marauder, and Darth Nihilus. So Darth Nihilus is the one per turn? Yes. He does a dot on his basic? No. Doesn't do it on his basic. It's off his unique. Oh, so his unique can do it every turn. Yes. All right. Well, that's probably what's throwing me off. I was trying to think of someone who does a dot on their basic. I don't know why. I had Vader basic. as the three. Vader's isn't a basic. <laughs> I had Vader as the three. Yep. Right, but it says for the one, it literally says that can inflict one per turn. Mm-hmm. So I'd assume every turn is. It was talking about every turn they can inflict a basic. Inflict a <clears throat> not, not a basic. So the one for up. So the yeah, but every turn doesn't mean it's basic, but they can do a basic every turn is what I'm saying. Gotcha. So for two, I had Sidious because I think that his AOE can do two dots. Yep, that's it. I'm pretty sure. And so, Damn. all right, let's see what we got here. All right, yep, there it is. Three was Vader, two was Sidious, one was Nihilus. So it's a wash for us. Damn it. Crap, that sucks. Which is also why I use Sidious in my Zader, Gamorrean Guard, Wampa team in Darts' side. I knew there was somebody really basic that I was forgetting that I should have came up with. Oh, well. (laughs) All right. I still love Sidious. That character is super fun. Yep. Question three. True or false? 50-50. You're good at these. You're always on that 50 mark. All right. I'm good half the Palpatine time. Palpatine and Vader. 50% of the time, you get it every time. <laughs> True, false. Palpatine and Vader are the only Sith with faction t- tags outside of the Sith. I'm going to immediately look at this after this question, we answer this question, because I'm pretty sure the one that I'm saying has one that's outside of the Sith, but we'll see. 
So you can so to gain points, you would have to go the opposite of me. Which in this case would be true. I'm helping you out here, just so you know. Uh, I think I agree, so I'm going to go with false. All right. I think uh, Sidious has the that unused tag. The one that Newt Gunray and Grievous and all them have. Separatist? Separatist. I think he has a Separatist tag. Or Dooku. That's a good Kafgar. Dooku. Yeah. He definitely has Separatist. Yeah. He, he's the one I was thinking so. of. So, was Dooku you were thinking of? Well, let me just look. I gave my answer. Uh, Dooku has Dooku has Separatists and Sith okay. and Sidious Sidious is just Sith so it is Dooku but so, there is one that's a Separatist so the you really should get this wrong then well so should you no 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 because I thought <laughs> it's Dooku it's 50-50 bro I thought Dooku come on bring your uh, paper up to the screen there I didn't write it. No, no, don't write. I didn't it write it down. Screen. I said it. My oh, board's blank yeah, well, at the moment. I'm changing the score. Whatever. I said it there a second <laughs> ago. Unbelievable. All right. Um, all right. All right. So 50-50, we both said false, and the answer is false. You're still up by three points. Okay, here comes... Here comes... All right. Before you gave your answer, okay, I'm going to have to give you a point, I think. I don't want to. I don't know if you said this before or after we found out. I don't know. It says false. If you get it correct for a bonus point, who is the other and what faction? Well, we kind of talked about that before we knew the answer, so I don't know if you... We'll have to go back and re-listen. I think you may have said it, and then I yeah. said I was thinking Dooku, but yeah. Well, we'll see if it matters in the end. Okay, and we'll go back from there. All right. Oh, question four. <laughs> I remembered <laughs> eventually. Enjoy it. He's just enjoying that jazz over it's there. It's so just soothing. Right. God, love it. It's it is beautiful. All right, question four. Up to four points. Count Dooku gains plus fifteen damage on counters as part of his Zeta. What else does he gain? I don't like this question because I have no idea. I got the answer. All four? Wait, what do you mean all four? There's up to four. Oh. There must be up to four. Oh. Because it says, it says uh, you can get up to four points. I assume one, one answer isn't going to give you the up to four points. 
Interesting. Um. Hmm. Here's the best part. It doesn't say you get a point taken away on this slide for guessing I, wrong. I do so like that. I'm guessing. Yeah. There's one thing on it that made me think it was the best Zeta ever when it first got announced, so I know that one. Only because I know the character and just how obnoxious he is. Okay, I got my four. I got my 600. <laughs> Um, I've got three. I'm trying to come up with a fourth. Calls Wampa to assist. Ooh, that'd be a good one. All right. <laughs> I am showing my answers, and now I will read my answers. He recovers 10% protection. Right. He gains additional counter chance. He has an increased chance of a second attack, and he stuns. Okay, what I wrote was gains protection, gains offense up, can reduce turn meter, and an increased stun percentage. Okay. Alright, so let's see what we got. Alright, so he recovers 10% protection and he gains crit immunity for one turn. Those are the two answers. Nah. You get you get a point for what it is and a point for the um, correct number. Okay, so I got two points on that one. And I got one. You got one. What are we looking at now? What's the score? 24 to 26 with the maybe questionable one from that one question. Gotcha. All right. Coming down to the Man. end here. Making it interesting. Question This last question is the one that five. needs a moderator, I'm pretty sure. That would be my assumption. We'll figure it out. All right. We'll figure it out. All right. Here we go. Question five. Lightning round. Ooh. I like the Dooku picture. That's pretty sweet, too. All right. For lightning rounds, the questions will have multiple correct answers, and contestants will go back and forth with correct answers until the someone gets one wrong or cannot answer. This will require a moderator. Moderator. Question on the next slide. We can just check our answers as we... No, because then we'll see other answers, probably. Yeah. How we'll, are we going to do this? We'll do it quick, and if we need to go back and listen to determine points, that's fine. But I think we'll probably be okay. Well, it's based, It's not getting... Yeah, okay. It says one point for each correct answer, plus more after the other loses. Oh. 
All right, so here we go. Certain stats increase on Sith Marauder based on the amount of buffs, debuffs in the battle. Name a stat that is increased by this unique ability, whether buff or debuff does not matter. Do I get to go first? Whoever has the most powerful Marauder goes first. Well, mine's level one, gear one, so... Yes, I get to go. I took mine to level 50-something, so... Um, <laughs> gains offense. Offense, okay. Turn meter. Defense. <laughs> Are these right? <laughs> I don't think he gains turn meter, but I'm pretty sure he gains offense and defense. Maybe maybe we can have somebody in the live chat tell us if that's accurate. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, live chat, how are we doing? Nobody's responding to us yet. Come I, on, people. I like the I like well there's like a 5 second delay from live stream to us being live. Yeah, so no, that's true. I can understand that. Um, All right, so offense, yes. We are slowly waiting the answer. Offense, yes. Waiting for the answers to come in. <laughs> um, I'm going to think of my next answer. Turn meter, no. No, right, so I've meter. already lost. The game's over. All right, so that's plus one for Wink. Uh, defense was that one. That doesn't matter because I got it wrong, so it stops. No, it said that the other person keeps going after the other person. So I at least get two points for this. It says, go back and forth with correct answers until the someone gets one wrong or cannot answer. Then? I got one wrong, so it ends. There was more to that. Wasn't there? No, it's just, you know what? This is far too convoluted to go over right now on the live stream. All right. So, I'm giving myself two points. We're going to have to come back to this. And saying that we're in a tie. You would give yourself two points. I don't know where you got two from. You got one answer right. Offense and defense. You weren't allowed to answer after I got it wrong. So you don't get a point. Yes, I... (laughs) No, I swear you read... I, I swear. Uh. <laughs> we'll come back to this. Mm. This will be uh, the... We will uh, fix this on the next episode. So. We will fix this I on the next episode. I think that's it for us this yes. week. Yes. All right. I'm not losing on this. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, I think this will end up at a tie probably. Probably. Okay. Well, as far as uh, we go here, that should do it for us. Just a shade over two hours. Man, this is a short podcast for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you've listened you to this I want to thank everybody long, for I, listening. I, I want to drop something real quick. 
you and I were kind of talking about it. I could drop something. I've been working on something that I think's pretty cool. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about. Um, been working on it for a couple weeks now. Because, uh, like, right now, the only place to really go back and look at our show notes currently is go to your podcast catcher thing. Go look at the show. It's kind of just a pain in the ass, to be perfectly honest. I'm working on us actually having a website where we can put all of our show notes, where you can go listen to the podcast, read through the show notes as you listen to the podcast. So I'm really hoping that I will actually get to launch that this weekend. That is my goal. Um, But I'm pretty excited about it. I think it'll be uh, pretty cool to have a nice little spot that has everything that you don't need a discord to go and find resources and stuff like that you'll just be able to go to a website in your browser or whatever and find what you need so that is that's my goal for this weekend sounds like a pretty good goal it'll be nice for people to be able to read our notes in case they miss something so indeed sounds good to me man cool well uh well for all you out there Carry on, sir. <laughs> what are you going to say? Oh. Okay, I was going to say, for all you out there, catch us on Twitter, at Shattered Order. Catch us on Discord, in our Discord server, where we have a lot of fun throughout the week. So if you will enjoy us as people and a podcast, and you enjoy our community and Twitch chat, you'll enjoy our podcast chat even more. There are a lot of awesome people in there. So discord.me slash Shattered Order. Any feedback you have, listener intros, send them to the shattered order at gmail.com. And from there, this is where we say goodbye, but not goodbye forever. Only a week. We will see you next week. Indeed. Later. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.